There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello everybody and welcome back to Rule the Roost podcast. Welcome back. Hello Phil, it's been a while. Hello there, hello to you. How are you? Oh, wonderful. So, so good. Just everything's just going so well. You're enjoying the miserable inertia of Tolomar's powers (laughs) as much as everyone else? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't like like things moving in any direction other than down, so... It's good. I like oh, the, fading away. That's what I like. Well, then you've come to that. the right place, buddy. Mm-hmm. You've checked into the right hotel. <laughs> Are there any other metaphors? I don't you've, know. They've probably not got my reservation. I'll turn around and go home. You've cut open the right baked potato. <laughs> I don't even know where this is going. Is that, that is that a one? This is better than actually talking about Spurs, so let's just is, keep doing it? this. Yeah. It's way better. Um, look, I'll, I'll, let's chuck you in at the deep end, mate. Uh, Christian Stellini, right? Seems like a good lad, doesn't he? We've 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 spoken about this. Seems like a nice yes, player. yes. But it's quite a weird decision to keep him and Conte's backroom staff on and sack Antonio Conte, isn't it? Really, now it's apathetic, isn't it, Jack? It's just you know. I mean, you say how many seasons have we written off other than last season and any season that we kind of creep into the Champions League? It just feels that there's just been so many of these over the last. 20 years where we're just like oh well I guess this is what you know we start thinking about the machinations of next season and next season like tomorrow never comes does it it doesn't seem to for Tottenham does it no so look we've had we've had Pochettino let's be honest winking at us for the past Mm -hmm. six months playing golf and Firing up his barbecue and all that sort of thing. Just wandering past the training ground. Oh, all right. It's a fancy seeing you here. Right. Like peering over the fence, yeah. But for whatever reason, we just don't seem keen. We've gone sort of all in for... I think when Nagelsmann came up, right? Bayern let him go. We were action stations. He's going to Chelsea. So that's been yeah. scuppered. Yeah. We all know that one's happening, right? Let's let's not be under any... I know Enrique's apparently done the dossier and... Let's be honest. Nagelsmann's going to Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Deserbi ain't interested. Are we going to end up with another fucking Nuno Espirito Santo summer where we don't go near Pochettino, we keep thinking we might, and we end up with some, you know, what's his name? What's that Portuguese fellow who, oh, he's actually doing all right with a mid-table French team. Come on, man. <laughs> Zorro lad, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Fonseca. Um, Is it Fonseca? 
Fonseca is the guy that we tried to get before Nuno, who then decided. I think he realised there was it, he would have to pay too much tax or something, and then it fell through. Which is just a, that's a shambles on his part, to be fair. For Christ's sake, um, it's just yeah. this club, man. What is it? Like? <laughs> I don't know. How is it? How how are we always like the torchbearer just for absolute nonsense? It's just I, I don't know what's in our DNA, but but yeah, going back to to our manager search. It seems like we have tipped the first domino by sacking Conte. You know, Tuchel, um, we thought about him and then Bayern obviously were like, oh, hang on a minute, we want him, so they got him. Nagelsmann then becomes um, available. Same thing happens. Chelsea are like, nah, we're not letting him go to Tottenham. We're having him. And essentially, we end up with Brendan Rodgers. If we were going to have Poch, then there will, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. He'd already be in post. So there's obviously a reason, and maybe we'll get into that in a bit, about why we haven't pulled the trigger. As you say, Poch is literally there, trousers down, waiting for us, and we just haven't progressed anything. There's a reason for that, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, all roads point to Brendan Rogers, unfortunately, I think. Well, see, they, I, I was very, very worried about this. But on the athletic pod, yeah, this week they were saying that there's some that apparently we were we were on the verge of signing. I think we got a bit of Sadio Mane again. We would we were on the verge of signing him. He was supposed to be coming in to sign the papers, and then Liverpool got on the blower, said, "Actually, do you want to come and manage Liverpool?" Rogers, yeah, and just dropped everything and fucked off up there, yeah. and. It seems that Daniel Levy has felt kind of bitterly scorned by that ever since. Are we really going to be, like, as in we, you and I, going to start talking ourselves into Brendan Rodgers? Is that is that the level we're at now? Is is that is that what we've accepted? As we sort of said with Conte, right, we, we knew with Conte you'd get a year out of him tops and then it would fall to pieces because he'd want yeah. more and more money. Brendan Rodgers, I'll, ha- I'll happily say... It will probably be a, be a really good laugh for about a year and a half. We'll play some sort of decent enough football, <laughs> but then it but then it will absolutely fall to pieces, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what happened. And the laugh—I don't know who who will be laughing, whether it be us or other people are at our expense, or us laughing at him. I, I don't know. I just feel like it's really not not a big boy move, and that isn't necessarily kind of. Um, getting ideas above our station. If we are trying to be a big club, then I just don't think Brendan Rodgers is going to... It doesn't. It doesn't Brendan fit that. Why, why are we talking about this in any sense? I've, I've said than... his name. I've said his name today more often than I've said his name in five years. <laughs> What's than, happened? Other than being like, did you see the David Brent type thing that he did? That's the yeah. only sort of conversation that anybody should be having about Brendan Rodgers. It should yet... be the yeah the be all and end all of his. Um, but no, here we are, just talking ourselves into it like it's a good idea, like it's going to be beneficial, like it'll be fun, fun. <laughs> Oh, that dead air is uh, speaks volumes. I think. Well, it does, mate. Because I'm just like the thing is, I'm trying to kind of think of a way to guide this so it's not completely and utterly negative, and I'm not accused of you know sucking the life out of Spurs. But they're doing that quite well themselves at the moment, right? I don't think I've 
I honestly feel like this is maybe even worse than Sherwood. You know, that kind of, because that, that's kind of the one, that's one of the big memorable times I can remember a lot of people being pretty checked out. Yeah, it's definitely comparable to me. I remember, yeah, I, I'm just trying to put myself back in the mindset of Tim Sherwood. I absolutely hated Tim Sherwood. I hated the club for everything that was going on. I just couldn't bear it. Um, and I guess I'm there at the moment as well. It, it feels a bit different. I think it's because we, at the, at the, at around the sort of Sherwood era, it looked like we weren't even going to start climbing up the mountain. At this point, it feels like we are just slipping further and further and down the other side. So that, I don't know what that metaphor says, but it's, it feels a bit different in that sense. But yeah, I'm just, I just can't bear to look at the Tottenham Hotspur crest at the moment. Well, it's, that, that's a very sort of decent point you touch on there because I think for the first time, really, I, I guess you sort of had it in, in waves, Joel, Redknapp, but those lads were still always sort of knocking on the door. It felt like we'd come through the door and sat down at the table with Pochettino, but we hadn't started eating yet. Do you know what I mean? Like we were kind of there. And yeah, now we've we were been... waved away. We, we were told to leave. Well, that's they, it. Had, been... they had proper stuff to talk about. We've been kicked out again now, right? And yeah. I think part of this kind of this this feeling, this apathy that many of us are having is that football also feels quite kind of buggered at the moment, right? Like Tottenham are buggered, but they are inside of a completely buggered system because, yeah. Look, yeah. I mean, look at, Newcastle, man, look how far ahead they are in their pursuit of, you know, domination. They're going to get in the Champions League this year already. Yeah. Yeah, I think think that is the the big sort of looming problem with us, that we're all coming to the realisation that to unbugger ourselves, we're just going to have to be one of the worst clubs, the, the clubs that we've all, you know, Look down our noses at for, for how they've gone about their success, and I think that that's 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 a real that's a real problem. It's either carry on like this and just being a nonsense, or the the only kind. It seems like the only route, and it's not our fault necessarily. It's just the way football's gone, as you say. It's we just have to get in bed with the devil, and it's just it, it's hard. It's so hard to justify accepting that. I think. What about that lot up the road, though? They're sort of doing all right, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So, of course, and, and so whatever we say, whatever we try and tell ourselves, Arsenal are always there to kind of make us, prove us wrong. And they've, you know, they've done that. And that's another thing. And I think it's partly Arsenal being top of the league. Like, I know you, you and I have spoken about it. You've spoken about them here loads of times. It, this, this is made 10 times worse or even 100 times worse with Arsenal being at the top. But it's also the way that they've done it as well, that they haven't, you know, got a Qatari or a Saudi regime to buy their club. They're doing it the way that Enoch and Levy was telling us that we were going to do it and they've managed it and we haven't. And I think that that is, that's another one of these, it's, it's so hard to swallow and it's so hard to reconcile. And it, of course it has to be them that have done it. If it was somebody else, if it was... I don't know. Liverpool have already done it, but yeah, it, it it just makes it so so much so much worse and so so much more miserable. It's their Pochettino, you know. Yeah, and yeah. 
He was drawing pictures of brains and hearts holding hands. How has this happened, Jack? I know. He's holding up light happened? bulbs. Light bulbs. He was getting photographers to do fucking team speeches before a North London derby. Like, what the fuck? What timeline is this? Like, what have I done? <laughs> It's all is, Lucas Moura's fault. Some fucking penance, isn't it? It like, is. I think it, was, I think it was Musa. Musa Kwonga said something about like Tottenham fans are regretting selling their souls for Amsterdam now. You know, yeah, like, it, it does. It does so feel true. like that. It does feel like that. It's like people just praying at halftime. I'll give anything. I don't care. Just let this be good. And it's, it, if yeah, it would be surprised me if it wouldn't surprise me if this is a direct, <laughs> a direct mystical result of that. But yeah. How, how much of this do you attribute to? Because, you know, I've been fairly on the fence about Levy and the ownership and yeah. everything for a yeah. long time now. But I'm full, I, honestly, I've, my patience is, oh, I'm hard. But my patience is like. <laughs> oh, look out, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> He's got an opinion. Look out, Daniel. <laughs> There's a podcaster who's not very happy with you. <laughs> um, but I'm not, I'm not very happy with Enoch. Phil, I'm not very happy at all. Ooh, yeah, because yeah. we were t- we were sort of talking. You know, you you, yeah. you go down that memory lane of Martin Yole and Harry Redknapp and the sort of signings we made. You know, getting in and getting a young Michael Carrick, bringing in a Luka Modric, and selling both of them as well. Let's not forget. But still, making these kind of smart, progressive signings, building a team around the likes of Aaron Lennon, Tom Huddlestone. Where's it all gone wrong, mate? What? Why? Why have we suddenly, like, it, why have we gotten so like high on our own supply? You know, we suddenly turned that corner just about under Pochettino. Like I say, came in the front door, sat down at the dinner table. Dad's sharpening the knives. Do you know what I mean? We're about to carve the turkey. Then all of a sudden, we start telling everyone else around the table. Actually, no, that's not how you carve it. And we get kicked out again. Yeah. Do you know, like? Yeah, and we Why? were and we were sitting on the like the little chair from the from the from the front room. You know, the <laughs> no one wants to sit on. Yeah, oh, he's around here. Go on, give him that one. Yeah, go on, get give him. He'll sit on that. Nan, Nan can't sit on that. He'll sit. On that. But before I strain this metaphor uh, any further, like how, how have we, how have we just seemingly lost all all? Because I I don't fully buy, and I hate, I hate even feeling compelled to still in some way defend sort of the, the ownership or the direction of the club. But this idea that like, oh, he, 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 you know, he's never had an idea. Never, I don't think that's true. Like, I don't think we could be in the position that we're in now if there wasn't a plan. And if it wasn't, a, a, you know, a kind of a, a mission statement that was circulated within the club, but it just seems to be completely just all over the place now. Nothing at all seems to make any sense. You know, nothing. Yeah, and to paraphrase Logan Roy, I love you, but you're not serious people. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. We've mucked about, and you, you know, this is probably an, a bit anecdotal, but you know, obviously there's been a lot of focus on Paratici and what he's, you know, he's now gone or half gone or whatever, but what he brought to the club and the sort of level of um, responsibility he had in the club. And it was mentioning things like, you know, bringing in a sports scientist or a sports psychologist even. And you're like, why Why didn't we have this sort of thing before? Yeah, it's, it's not just because edge, there's been so... Right, no, so it's, Arsene Wenger brought us in in the fucking 90s. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I, I think that's kind of 
um, indicative of the fact that we've just the footballer side has been a massive undersight. Is that is that is that a word or yes. oversight? A massive go. oversight. Yeah. Um, we, I understand. This is the thing. You can break it down, especially like with Conte and everything. You're like, Conte's to blame, and he's like, well, what he's saying isn't is isn't untrue. You know, it's it's not the players' fault. It is the players' fault. It's Levy's fault. It isn't. It's all of their faults individually. That's 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 the reality of it. There have been massive mistakes made at board level. Conte should have done much better with what he was being paid to do, and the players can fuck off as well. <laughs> you know, yeah. but it, in terms of the, the the ownership, it just feels like there's just very strange decisions being made that really don't ally, align even with what we cynically think they're about, as in just get top four, nothing else matters. Because we're, we're risking even that. It doesn't make any sense. So it just, it, just, it's just, it feels like a dereliction of duty. I understand why there has to be such a focus on one side of the club about... Uh, commercial revenues and stuff. I don't think anyone can argue that. Yeah, I know it's a bit. It's it's funny to point out the F one carting track, but as long as that brings in some money, like who cares? It doesn't. Yeah. The, the, the the stadium stands empty for most of the year, right? Literally only on our home home games that it's actually being used by the football team. So you know, make it make it a cash cow. Get as much money coming in into the club as possible. But. It just seems like that has become a bit of an obsession, and we've getting all this money, getting all this revenue streams, and we don't actually know how to implement it properly. Again, we spent money, just spend it so badly and so strangely. It just doesn't make any sense. Again, this this is why the Paratici thing is is such an issue as well, and of course it is because just when things start to look right, we get someone in who's turns out he's a criminal and can't practice football <laughs> across the world it's just like how has that how has that situation been allowed to happen it's not like this um the these scandals were first of all shouldn't have taken us by surprise that he was getting banned by in banned from world football and the fact that even when we hired him the investigations were going on prior to that as well so how how can the club, how can Enoch, how can Levy, whoever, whatever, however you want to package it, how can you defend that sort of a decision making? It's it's absurd. I look at look at for example now, mate. Right, this is this is the in a, in a microcosm. We've got this situation right now where we don't have a fucking manager. Right, we don't know what type of football we're going to be playing next year. And it sounds like we're already we're tabling offers of fifty million pounds for James Madison, who I think in theory I've been very against it for a long time. But now I'm pretty much one of the main problems with our team this year has been creativity outside of Harry Kane. Mm-hmm. If he's available and he's keen, he's obviously a pretty decent player. He's a you know he's an obnoxious twat and all the rest of it, but he seems like a decent player. But what we're doing going on like if it is. To be believed, and I'd imagine it, sh- it, it is to be, because it seems to be fairly widely reported that we're in conversations with Leicester. Why are we going? <laughs> why are we spending fifty million pounds on a player that like might not suit the system of 
whoever it is that we're bringing in next year. Like it just, I just don't. It's, it's who Brendan Rodgers wants, mate. <laughs> That's oh, why. Dear. Please don't. But yeah, but yeah, you're right. So we talk about oh, what manager can we get in, and what 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 what's you you have to look at our squad. What's more likely? We get a manager in that we are happy to clear the decks for and say, okay, how do you want to play? And we'll build a squad in your image. Or do we get a manager and say, you have to work with this lot? Yeah, we'll make some changes in the summer, but we're not going to get the wholesale throwing all the babies out with all the bathwater. So I, I just don't... Under, I, this is the problem. After the Everton game, well, after Conte getting sacked and then Stellini being in charge... I just can't get my head around the sense behind it all. And you're just left sort of speechless, essentially. You know, we all like talking about Spurs and the ins and outs of everything throughout the season, throughout the the decades. (laughs) So I'll stop messaging you about it then, sorry. (laughs) Um, but, But I'm just at a loss now. I'm just like, even, you know, you can look at something from all angles and try and understand different points of view and everything. I'm just like, I just don't understand. I just don't understand what we're doing. And, you know, I'm an intellectual, obviously. Mm-hmm. So if I can't understand it, how's, uh, obviously there's something wrong. How's, how's Bob Average down the pub? How's he supposed yeah. to feel about pork, it with his pint pork, of yeah. bitter? You know? Pork scratchings. <laughs> down at the slug at lettuce. It it's just um, for once, mate. For one of the few times, it doesn't happen often. I'm pretty lost for words, though. You know, because yeah. what are we like? What are we clinging on to at the moment? What this vague hope that we'll finish in the top four? Which you know, I don't think we should ever kind of be in a place where we sort of knock the opportunity of Tottenham being in the Champions League or anything. But it doesn't feel like number one. It sort of it doesn't feel like. We deserve it at the moment, right? Skipping straight to dessert. That's kind of mm. how I feel about it. Like, we, we haven't... Are you hungry or something, mate? You've been using lots of dinner time and oh, Yeah, I, I am quite hungry, actually. To be, I'm on Because I had root canal filling, you know, the other day. Oh, yeah. So I'm not really eating anything at the moment. I'm just having yogurts, you know? <laughs> oh, lovely. So, I'm, yeah, I'm Ank Marvin, to be honest. That's funny how it's, it's manifested in this way, isn't it? Yeah. You know? Um, Sorry, I interrupted what you said. I don't know. I wasn't saying anything of note, was I? Just what, like, what? skipping straight to dessert about Champions League. Well, yeah, you know, we 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 sort of that's supposed to be the destination, right? Look at it, Newcastle, right? I mean, they're sort of skipping. They've they've skipped their starters, right? They're on the main course. Let's just stop stop with the fucking metaphors today, all right? All right. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> Newcastle run out of things to say. There are a lot of metaphors. Well, they. <laughs> They're ahead of like where they should be, right, Newcastle. But they're still... It feels like they've built towards that. Now, nah, fuck Newcastle. I'm not giving that to them. I'm not giving it to them, you know? I'm not. No, I'm not. No, no. I just, Don't fall into Sky Sports' trap. No, I just feel that, you know, with us, we get into the Champions League, It, it's... It, look, it's, it's, it, invariably, it's good for Tottenham, right? It's good for us to be in that competition. It's good for our name to still be bandied around in the sort of company that's that's in that in that competition but is it is it right for us right now is it right for us to continue to have that pressure where if we do get in there maybe there will be more of that thought of whoa well actually we've got to bring in a Luis Enrique or someone now because we're in the Champions League again and there's going to be a lot of eyes on us do you know what I mean 
Yeah, the, the thing about the Champions League qualifications for me and seeing it as such a necessity, I told myself that it was, well, we need the income, we get there, it helps us to build, we keep doing it, we build, we build, and that's when we start winning things. But it seems to be, and it's, it'll probably be the same um, this and next season, where say if we somehow snuck into the Champions League this season, it's not an impossibility because Man United potentially could drop away quite um, quite a lot. And so who knows? We could just get there by default, sort of like how we did last season. That almost weakens the position that I think we all agree that we need to be in, where we need a proper clear out because these players aren't good enough. But if they somehow get into the Champions League this season, Levy or whoever will push back and say, well, they are good enough because they did it. And that's it's that sort of thinking. It's just it, it's it's just enough. We're doing just enough and reaching our goals. So why change it? So, yeah, us being in the Champions League, it's, it becomes a double-edged sword, I think. I mean, let's be honest. Us, us dropping out of it and having a terrible end to the season, say... And everyone rounding on the players, rounding on the coaching staff, rounding on the club. By everyone, I mean Spurs fans, commentary, everyone. That's when I think we'll see some movement on. Like, okay, this is actually serious. We need to we need to proper properly think about rebuilding this team, like Pochettino ironically wanted us to. But if we get into the Champions League, then it's Levy can say, well, yeah, I kind of achieved what I wanted to achieve, so everyone can shut up, and that's a very difficult position for us to be in. If I'm honest, mate, I'm not sure it's something we need to worry about. Right? We'll go. This will be a fun little exercise, right? Mm. Let's go through our, our remaining games, right? And you can just give me a lose-win draw. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Right. Brighton at home this weekend. Um positive draw but probably lose I've got us down as a loss for that so you're saying draw yeah that's right Bournemouth at home next weekend I could see it's losing that one really I've, I think we'll win that one I reckon we'll we should have enough although somebody made a point to me that they're actually in like really good form now which is yeah. fucking annoying isn't it um, Newcastle St James's Park I mean I think that's going to be ugly I think we're getting battered in that yeah we're getting decimated up there Look like what it, they did to United, yeah. and it wasn't so much whoever they were playing; it was just the the crowd and everything. It was just we we and 
I was watching that game, Newcastle United. I was Newcastle versus United. And I was just like terrified of our players being in that position because they, they would just melt away. So yeah, remember, double loss. I, I can't remember who it was. I think they were playing like Wolves, weren't they? But it was the weekend when we were up visiting our mutual friend Connor, also a friend of the show, in Newcastle. Remember, we watched, I think we were like, let's just go watch the Newcastle game in a pub up there. It'll be a laugh. And <laughs> before the game in the pub, they were like blasting that local hero song, weren't they? And they were all yeah. like proper getting into it. And I was just, it always just makes me think, like, fuck, man, like in games like this, because we saw what they did to Arsenal, uh, you know, which was good for us last year. I can just see it being a similar sort of thing this year to us. Something horrible. Someone like, I don't know. Is Callum Wilson, is he still, is he injured now? Is he out for the season? Uh, he came on, didn't he, against United? Did he? Scored, oh, so. Because yeah. he loves like smugging it up against us, doesn't he, as well? Yeah. But he's quality. He's quality, but he's such a tosser. I hate him. He's but such yeah. a tosser. Um, so that's, let's say that's a loss. So we, we're on, you know, we're on debatably, let's say, being positive, we're on four points at the moment. Mm-hmm. But probably realistically, maybe three or maybe even one. Manchester United at White Hart Lane. I think we lose, annoyingly, again. Objectively, you could say, well, that's a big game. Spurs could be up for it. United are a little bit all at sea after you know, that weird curse of winning the League Cup. When, unless you're City, you just seem to put your feet up. Yeah. But realistically, it's United and we just, more often than not, just can't can't muster a um, result against them. We shit the bed against them, don't we? Every single yeah. time. We always have Put it done. that way, yeah. Always have to, other than behind closed doors and what was it, 6 2? Yeah, 6 1. Right, what? Um, Liverpool, I mean, come on. Talking about shit in the bed. Liverpool at Anfield. Well, we know yeah. where that one's going, right? Like, it yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter what form they're in. doesn't matter what form we're in. Just now. Nah. Right, so that's another loss. I mean, look, mate, look, think about that. That's in the space of a week. Newcastle, United, and Liverpool consecutively. That could be three L's in a row, man. Like, yeah. Imagine what this is going to be like. <laughs> imagine. Like, oh God. like what, we can't even, we can't even get do? past. We can't even get past Everton and Southampton, and we've got those three back. What, what are we doing? What is it? People's heads are going. People's heads are literally going to explode. Like, do you know what I mean? People are going to be like, just getting all weird. They're going to be stripping off naked outside the stadium and throwing like, poo at it and things, you know? Catatonic. Like, it's going to get weird. Yeah. It's going to be spurs on spurs everywhere as well. Like, yeah. I'll try and get a ticket for the Palace game, actually, with that in mind. <laughs> no, because we'll, I think we'll win that one. That's yeah, yeah. one I think we will win. Yeah, we'll batter them. They're shite. I mean, we yeah, and they'll be safe by then. I reckon. We just played Everton and Southampton, though, and so, you know, so I don't think we can. But I still, I, we we usually do all right against Palace. Didn't we beat yeah. them like what was it this year? Five nil at Selhurst. Four nil, wasn't it? Four we nil, and they were from flying at that point as well, weren't they? But they battered us first half, didn't they? Yeah, and then we did them. Um, Villa away will definitely lose that. They're really good. Yep. Oh. Brentford, last home game of the season, Brentford. Depends what shape Brentford are in. They're a weird one, aren't they, man? You know, let's let's take this as an opportunity to back Thomas Frank. Because I see 
Yeah, quite a few people fancy the idea of him. I'm not. I'm not so keen on him, mate. I, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I've only floated his idea, uh, his name as an idea, because in theory, it, it's kind of the opposite of Brendan Rodgers and what we've done with like Conte Mourinho, where we seem to be getting good managers in inverted commas at the wrong time, like after teams have figured out how to play against the way that they set up. With someone like Thomas Frank, it feels like that's not quite happened yet. So I'm not saying he's necessarily the next Guardiola in how he sets out his teams, but it feels like we'd be on at the, at the beginning of something rather than the end of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, do, I do like that. I definitely take that point on board. I mean, I, I think they're well organised. I don't ever really, in the few times I've watched Brentford, I don't think they're that exciting. And that might be slightly to do with the personnel they've got, but it seems to be a bit, like you say, it is a bit sort of Guardiolary, right? It's a bit yeah, kind yeah. Of... I mean, they're one of those teams where no one watches them. They, they they only come to people's attention when they've played well or won a game that they shouldn't have done. So they get this kind of skewed um, opinion of them. It's a bit like James Madison, who, you know, said to you before he's a perfect match a day player because he scores a couple of free kicks over the course of four weeks and everyone's like oh he's brilliant but then no one else watches him ever so you don't actually see what real sort of a player he is it Brentford Brentford um strike me as the club version of him but yeah I, I think did we say a draw for that one yeah I'd go I mean when I put this out on Twitter earlier, everyone was like, well, do you think we're going to get a draw against Brentford? It's like, yeah, I do though, you know? Like, I, I would like to think we can. Did we draw, is... draw against them earlier in the season? We did, yeah, we did. And that was seen as a as an epic catastrophe. And then I think they beat Liverpool mm. the week after that. And everyone sort of went they quiet. They City around then as well, maybe? Yeah, yeah. And I think, have they done Arsenal this year? They usually beat Arsenal at some point, don't they? Maybe not this year. No, Arsenal won like fucking 3-0 there, didn't they? Yeah. Was it? Fuck off, you know? Um, and then last game of the season, Leeds away. We can draw that, right? Yeah, it depends what Leeds are doing. I think both of those last two games, it depends if Brentford, where they are in the league, what they're challenging for, how focused they are. Same with Leeds. If Leeds are, if Leeds are safe, then I could see us battering them. But then by that point, we won't be playing for anything any, either. So, yeah. Just Marsh... we, we don't tend to draw that many games, though, do we? No. Weirdly, which is odd because remember Conte's whole thing about if you can't win, don't lose. And yet we just—I think we misheard him. It was like. If you can't win, then lose. Yeah. <laughs> so we just don't draw. So he can have a shout and paddy about it after. Yeah, so he can the fucking game. Leave by mutual consent. Jesse Marsh is uh, on a free transfer, mate. What about you know? We spoke about Thomas Frank. You had you have Jesse Marsh manager. Tom I I, I like him. I don't like him as a manager, and I don't want him to manage Spurs. But I just I've quite warm. I've warmed to him over the course of his tenure, at least. Again, probably because it hasn't ever really impacted us, but. I mean, I can't speak on whether he's a decent forward-thinking manager or anybody. He seems like quite a nice man, though, doesn't he? Yeah, that's what I mean. I think he's and he's quite he's, the the way he kind of approaches interviews and things like that. He, he speaks quite freely, which I think is interesting. So that's why he's kind of stood out to me. But yeah, in terms of manager, you know, probably not. So a quick rundown again. 
Let's have a go. Let's fucking... um, Brighton lose, we think. Bournemouth win. Newcastle lose. United lose. Liverpool lose. Palace win. Villa lose. Brentford draw. Leeds probably draw. Yeah. It's pretty tough, isn't it? It's just going to be... I mean, this is... Do you know what? I'll tell you what does irritate me about this Stellini lark is that the fucking club won't even give us a man- new manager bounce, you know? <laughs> like, any sort, it's like any sort of shred of... Dr- and like a sort of, you know, like a, some sort of Victorian... Like a, a, like a kind of... Not even that, like even earlier. Like one of the old preachers when, when all the colonists first went out to America and settled out there. And you'd have like a, an arbiter. Do you know what I mean? Some sort of religious mm. figure in these little communities that would tell everybody... You know, no playing music, no frivolity on this day, no whatever meat once the sun's passed a certain point in the sky. Or I, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's a puritanical things. monster. Yeah, exactly. I. It just feels like the club is that sometimes with us. Like, oh, you're not here to have fun. You're here to to you know just basically be be patient isn't it like yeah the, yeah, the whole yeah, yeah. mo of the club is like no we're not here to enjoy anything now we've got this promise of good times tomorrow but it's always fucking tomorrow there's always it's always somewhere over over the hill over the hills and far away yeah and then sunlit uplands <laughs> right you know like we've just got this we've we, we we've got to do the the hard work now but we'll get there but i'm like where's this fucking end like yeah i'm so old I've just I've been, I've been watching this for so long. Oh no, it's just too much. But it, but it, but it, but you touch on something there, mate, because it's suddenly. And I do wonder if this is like where the panic starts to set in with me, because I'm like, I'm 38 now, right? Mm. And I've always had this like mad sort of feeling in the back of my head that like I'm gonna see Tottenham win something big one day, right? One day, like we will see it. And I know you don't have any divine right to, but given how sort of the brush we've had with top end success and to suddenly see us like drifting away from it again. I'm like, it might be another 10 years or so till we're back in the yeah. conversation to this. Like a lot can happen in 10 years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It like it, my knees are bad already, mate. I can't get up and down those steps in the stadium. It's going to be another decade. I've got God knows I must have. Yeah. It's just, that, that and I think that you know we're joking, but I think that is a point. Like certainly, me, you, and a lot of our sort of mates within a sort of a, a broadish age bracket, but sim- of similar age and had similar Spurs supporting experiences. We've all we just had nothing. That doesn't feel very fair. We've had our That you know, but it's not. I know it's not something shiny, but yes, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But you know what I mean. I think it's just, it's just, yeah. It, it should, it's, it's coming to the end. I think that's that's quite a difficult thing to, to, to um, find energy for the next cycle of things. But this is this is the issue, right? In that we're told, oh, don't be, don't be kind of too entitled, and I think there is something in that. You know, you can't expect to to win any of the big trophies. Football's really tough. Great, I get that. But then, why did you knock down our stadium and build like the best stadium in the world, charge some of the most expensive ticket prices and 
in the world for football, for soccer. Yeah. But then in every other respect say, oh, well, no, we can't compete. Like, it's just, it's really bizarre. I mean, probably an apt point to, to mention that they, the club have frozen season ticket prices again this year, which is, is kind of being seen as something noble. It's the fucking least they could do. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Not to it, knock it, a gift horse in the mouth or anything, but come on. You know? It, it wouldn't surprise me if the whole leak earlier in the week or whenever it was where Spurs are c- considering raising them was either the club testing the water to see what the reaction would be, which is crazy, or just a kind of way of doing that and then saying that they were freezing them as a weird, like, PR move to show how much they care, which, as you say, it's the least they could do anyway. What do you want to see happen for the rest of the season, mate? Like, do do you think it's Stellini till the end of the year, or do you think actually, if we start picking, if we get done by Brighton, can you see them being like, "Fuck, we need, to, we actually need to step up the check. We have to bring somebody in." I can't see that. I can't see them deciding to do that now. It just, it just feels like they are quite content to let things slide. I can't, there's nothing to to suggest otherwise that that's the problem what i want to see for the end of the season i want to see us win all the games obviously yeah yeah but i don't i, I don't know I, I find it so hard to kind of be you might have noticed find it so hard to be positive about it, <laughs> it and in an objective way as well that's the thing it's, it's such a bizarre situation that we found ourselves in again that i, I don't know um Stellini to the end of the season. I mean, if if that wasn't the plan that they were quite entrenched in, then we wouldn't even be talking about. We surely have a manager by now. But that leads us to Pochettino, right? Yeah, yeah. Back to what we were talking about at the start. And my point is that if we were considering Pochettino, and Pochettino was the oh, getting back in, even for cynical reasons, just to placate the. Thick, thicko fans as they see us, or we just get him in and everyone will shut up. We would have done it already. I can't see the reason why we wouldn't. And you know, Pochettino talking to Chelsea apparently. I don't, I don't know how true that is or accurate that is. That smacks to me as Pochettino's um, leaking. I don't think he has representatives or whatever. But you know, him putting word out that other clubs are interested to get us moving. And we're still not we're still not bothering. I mean, it it wouldn't surprise me at all if if Daniel Levy won't sign off on that or the club won't sign off that because it would essentially be admitting a big mistake and knowing that they would have to back him if they get him they would have to back him like he wanted after the Champions League final. And I just don't think they want to touch that with a barge from. But the mad thing is, mate, like it really it just feels now like that's. You can't have that level of ego. This you you've got to somebody like you know somebody like Daniel Levy needs to be able to shelve that right because outside of Nagelsmann or somebody like Deserby, who I'm not, I'll be honest with you, mate, I'm not even that sold on Deserby, right? Because look at look at Brighton, right? Post Potter, exactly. they've been mm. pretty decent, man. So how much of that is Deserby and how much of that is just Brighton being a, a sensationally run club? You yeah, know? well, exactly, exactly. Like Potter going to Chelsea, and if Potter was like an amazing success, then that would make Deserby look 
better. But because he's been a disaster and Brighton have just continued on their progress since when he was there, you do question, well, how much of this is that, that Brighton are just a superbly run club and just find amazing players in the market for very little money? Again, yeah. So he's he's un, he's unproven to me. I mean, I don't, I don't I don't know. I think he'd be quite expensive, and he doesn't want to move until the summer anyway. That's the noises coming out of um, his camp. So it just leads me back to the place where I'm like, you know, the point I was going to make is that surely just the smart decision now is just is Pochettino. It just he's there. He's literally he's right there. He knows the club. It will give. Let's be honest. It will give ninety-five percent of the fans a massive lift. If yeah. they, if if he walked out at that Palace game, even after three losses, if we lost three in a row, Newcastle, Manchester United, Liverpool, and then bang, after Liverpool, they were like, "Fuck it, push the button, bring him home, get Pochettino in." I guarantee you the stadium would be rammed and it would be buzzing against Palace. People would forget the last three horrible results and it would be, he's magic, you know, he'd be waving at the crowd and you would suddenly start to feel like we've at least got a fucking idea again. We were at least kind of, right, we didn't win anything under him the last time and what's to say, you know, we'll get anywhere close to how good it was the last time. However, at the moment, it feels like, and I really do, you know, it feels almost dramatic to say, but it, the club is really feels like it is in crisis at the moment. It really does, and with that, whether it's a sticking plaster or not, it feels like at least the club is kind of reclaiming a bit of itself again. You know, we can tick mm. off the boxer like the unfinished business or whatever that we've got with him, and we've just got a geezer that that knows the club. He knows what the fans want. He can sort of speak our language, if you like other than when he's going on about lemons and stuff. <laughs> and it would just allow people to... Because it's been... We've had... what? Well, okay, we've had the Arsenal game. But other than that, <laughs> it's not been a fun few years, really, has it? Since 2019. Mm. Not, not in the slightest. I mean, look, so we're playing Brighton at home, aren't we, next on Saturday? Mm. If that goes badly, as in, you know, we're... We lose three nil or four nil or something, something quite, quite bad. A, a terrible, similar sort of performance like we saw after we went a goal up against Everton. That the the, the atmosphere in the in the, in the stadium will turn really, and that itself could suddenly prompt the club to change tack and just be like, shit, well, let's just get Pochettino in, just so that doesn't happen again, just so that they placated for a bit. Which doesn't fill me with confidence either. I know this is a hypothetical situation that I've just created and now getting annoyed about it. But it, so even, isn't that, even what, in that, isn't that what like ninety percent of life's about, mate? Just getting annoyed about. If I walk down here and this sort of person says that sort of thing to yeah. me, then I'll yeah. say, you know, find yourself getting wound up about it. I do it all the fucking time. Yeah. What's the matter, love? Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> I'm just thinking about this imaginary scenario where a man has said something to me. You know. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I'm, I'm no clearer after this chat, are you? N- not whatsoever, mate. But I, I kind of get the vibe you're, you're more l- lukewarm, shall we say, on, Poch- on Poch's return. 
Um, no, no. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd be there with everybody singing his magic. I'm just, I'm just so, I just do, do not trust what the club are doing. That's a problem. And this scenario that I have, again, this hypothetical, but I think this is less hypothetical. Say if we got him in now, unless there's a change in culture in how this club is approaching things, as I said before, unless it adopts what Pochettino himself told us in after the Champions League final, we just end up sacking him again. And that would just be so heartbreaking. It's not so much about me. It's I want to protect Mauricio from us. It's like, I'm almost like he doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve being treated this way. That's what I'm worried about. Mm. And, you know, we can't just, we can't go on like this, pretending like we're a big club and just, just getting sticking plasters. What I'd, I'd, I'd love it if, if we got Pochettino in and a massive war chest and said, yeah, you're right. Here we go. Get rid of all these players who've been here for too long, whether they're decent or not. We just need a refresh. We need to, a restart. Let's go. Great can't see that happening i could i'm just so worried about pochettino being brought in just as a bit of a placebo to everything that's going on because but with i mean let's do it let's do it come on this pod's been a misery as it is anyway harry kane that's not awful is it (laughs) well no and you know we we deal with what we've been you know i was going to use another food metaphor then i was going to say we deal with what we've been served or something i'm not a fucking just have, have another it's yogurt. Like all you can eat restaurant, right? Yeah. <laughs> Harry no, Kane, yeah. though. Positivity, positivity. But, but there's yeah. no positivity to be had, really, is there? Like, cause... Well, let's think of a hypothetical one, because we have been hypothesising about... Uh, yeah, Harry Kane is leaving. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> He's going. You know, like, look, look, yeah. at, look at this. What's happening now? Because I was... Oh God, it's just. But this is what I was saying before. Like, it's so hard to think of a positive scenario to come because everything is just. You know, you say we're are we a club in crisis? We've got like four crises going on. You know, like... Harry Kane, our best player ever, is not going to sign a new contract, so he's going. We don't have a manager. We don't have a director of football. And the, we'll, the culture we'll, of our club is a mess. We'll let everyone in on this, Phil. Like, so Phil and I have a, a sort of expression with one another. When, when you think about like certain things make you miserable, there's a certain it's the you've been framed effect, right, Phil? Yeah, yeah. yeah, do, yeah. do you care to expand on the on the you've been framed effect before I make my point on why I am bringing up the you've been framed effect? Um, it's yeah. If you just imagine, remember when we used to watch You've Been Framed in like nineties, and it would just be you can imagine it's like someone's Christmas morning, and someone's like falling into a Christmas tree, or dad's having a go on a pogo stick and just like stacking it or whatever. Just imagine that scene. Imagine like the brown carpet, the kind of bad clothes. That just is awful. Tight Levi's stonewashed. Yeah, aren't they? he's he's wearing a he's wearing a tie like at home. Like just this weird, just a, a jumper that says like Daytona on it or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, it'll like always be maroon and dark green. You know, yeah. And those yeah. big, the big glasses as well, massive yeah. glasses. It, it's just it's it, it's it conjures up like old hat, cheap, depressing lives, essentially. But right? it, but it kind of but it's like when he's 
What's the film when James Franco is chopping his arm off based on uh, the true story? Twenty-seven hours, is it? Yeah, you know the the kind of bit when he's like when he hits the nerve as he's cutting through his arm, he hits yeah. it, and it. That's what that sort of you've been framed effect is, right? There's a certain. It's a certain. It's like a. It's like the inverse of nostalgia, right? It's when yeah. you sort of think about something, but it makes you really unhappy, and it. Yeah. It just. I don't know. It's just like a. There's an all-encompassing sort of ennui about it. It's like really miserable. I think about this. I, I had this. You know, Harry Kane, right? They were talking because he, he he broke the. If he if you weren't aware, he broke Tottenham's all-time goal-scoring record. Oh, did he? And the goals. <laughs> and, yeah, and the club put out that video of all his goals. Right. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're going to say. Go and on. then I was suddenly seeing all the ones in like. In the old kits and him in 2014, and then I was suddenly like, "It's 2023." Like four-three aspect ratio for some reason, and in 2014, still not, this fella has gone from being like the maligned youth team player that we all took the piss out of. Yeah, some like rosy-cheeked puppy dog to being this like aspirational superstar. You know, now with his haircuts and his kind of charity work and stuff like that. And his literal being England's greatest goal scorer. And we've won fuck all. And so now, just looking at all these old videos, I just find it quite, you've been framed, quite miserable, quite depressing. And it shouldn't be that way. But it just is. And I really just think now, when I just see this season, I see him again, fucking just behind... Erling Haaland, the monster, the freakish Erling Haaland at the top of the Premier League goal scoring charts. Kane's still yeah. up there punching with him. And really, like you cannot, you cannot, I hate feeling this sort of self defeatist way, but I cannot blame the fella at all for thinking, fuck, just get me out of here. You know, because he must be thinking that, right? Just get me out he of has here. To. And I've he should, the thing is, he should you know? be, he should be, as much as I don't want to admit that, he should be, because. We look. This 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 story ends that the Harry Kane being the Spurs' greatest goal scorer, stroke player, ends with someone saying, "Didn't win anything with you, though, did he?" Whether he goes this season or at the end of his contract. So, it just yeah, it's 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 so it's so Tottenham, isn't it? It's just so Tottenham. Do you? Uh... Is that positive? No. No. Do you? Do you sell him this summer for say because you know there's all this kind of talk that we've been offered Emmerich Laporte right Laporte yeah. Laporte whatever um like there's there's just that nagging suspicion based on absolutely nothing other than me gut that that is maybe City being like come on look we offered you Laporte before seventy mil Kane's only got a year left in his contract it's a few years on but. Look, we'll give you Laporte, swing your 30, 40 mil as well for him. Let's just do it now. Would you yeah, take get it? Your, get, get, getting your foot in the door, pretending you're like a um, double glazing salesman or a conservatory <laughs> salesman and then robbing the place. It's basically what they're doing. <laughs> exactly. But do you take it now or is he still is he worth more to the club even if we lose him on a free transfer? Because I'm, I'm so torn on this, mate. I'm so torn on the sort of value we can get for him this summer just because we don't want to lose him for nothing but you know we're talking about getting James Madison for 50 million pounds 
Are we going to get mm. offered more than that for for literal Harry Kane? You know, a player who is priceless to the club. Like, is it worth us just taking that 50 mil for him? Like, do you know what I mean? No, categorically no. Uh, There's been absolutely mad figures um, banded around. People saying that it's still like 100 million, which, uh, you know, wherever I've seen that. 100 million is a different conversation, but I don't think it's a um, likely one. So if we just say if someone's going to willing to pay us a lot to get him out of his last year of his contract, then no, absolutely not. We we are so dependent on him. Look at this season, man. Look at the goals we've conceded. That's relegation level. And that's that's not an opinion. That's a fact. Mm. Without Harry Kane, we'd be in massive trouble next season. And I just don't think we're in a position yet to build a team thinking he's he's gone. We need we need another year to never two transfer wins though to get us into a position where we are we can deal without or not it's still going to be absolutely awful and so difficult. But I don't think we're in any position to as I say, build a squad, no matter how much money we're, we're given, really, we need we need so many, we need two, three more transfer windows, two, two transfer windows to to get our squad ship shape. So, no, nah, we've got we've got we've got to keep him. His goals are so important. It doesn't help that Sonny's seemingly just done now either, does it? Well, yeah, I mean, this this is the kind of the the, the feeling I've had with Sonny all season is that the the whole career. Um, tour and that whole you know doing those those sprints up and down the pitch that we all saw we were like yeah go on get into him Antonio make make him work I think that's kind of broken him a bit I think it's changed his kind of muscle mass or his balance or something and that's a big that's that's a big reason why he's 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 not playing but and he's sort of playing in a different position but that shouldn't be you know that, that shouldn't affect your touch necessarily so. I'm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I know you, you've kind of raised this a couple of times that whether he's suddenly just dropped off a cliff and that could be possible. But I'm still holding out a little bit of hope that it's just he needs. He needs sort of training methods more um, built around the player he is rather than trying to make him something different. Because wasn't it like that? This came out, I think, in the aftermath or just before Conte was sat that. Sat that Conte was getting him to run two kilometers before every match yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, all of them, I think. No wonder they just look shot to bits. That's that's ridiculous. So I'm, I'm, again, it might not be this, but I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm hoping that Sonny just needs a, a bit of a rest and a bit of a uh, a manager who knows how to use him. To be honest, like let's uh, let's put you know. Bravado. Plus, can I just say? Can I just say on Sonny as well, actually? There's no way we're selling him before his contract's up. Oh no, no, he's he's ended his contract at Spurs, yeah, yeah because of the commercial element of it. So, and I just think know. he's, I think he actually really is a big lift around the place. I think you know, yeah, yeah, he, he's one of the captains, and we can't. It's like the Berbatov and Keane thing all over again. We can't lose Sonny and Kane at the same time. Do you know what I mean? You just, you just can't, you can't do that. Refresh or not, that's not good for the club. Like it just, nah. You know? No, no. I mean, the refresh. The refresh is more about um, keeping your good players and getting rid of the twelve other players. Hugo's oh. got. To go, I mean, God, that performance against Everton. You know, shaky, just, awful. Yeah. Encapsulated it, everything that's been wrong yeah, with him yeah. for, his, for, for his career with us. Not that he's been terrible for his whole career, but the problems he's had are just now so 
exacerbated by his age or his just whatever. But yeah, I mean, Eric Dyer, shocking. you know, Eric, it's, and, and that's it. Making yeah, fucking excuses for him all year. Oh, he'll be a good squad player. Just fucking fuck him off. That's it. Get rid we, of him. We don't, we don't need this, this idea that we need a strong 11 and then a good backup. We don't. We need five or maybe six excellent players in my in, I mean, like Bentancourt, Kulisevsky, Kane, Son, you know, defender, whatever. And then you just need players who are good, and that if they get rotated, there's there's a not m- much of a difference between how we play or the quality that we can put on the pitch. And that should be achievable. If someone like Brighton can be signing these players for around twenty million or under twenty million, those players are out there. Is my point, but. Whether we can do that or not, I don't know. Bravado not aside, sporting, sporting director, we can't anyway. No. Bravado aside, clap, clap, clap. Anything, anything positive to end on, mate? Is it because I, I, I need some help finding it at the moment. Um, it's it's just so difficult. It it, it is. I feel really kind of like the last bit of positivity has been wrung out of me because I quite, as I say, I like Stellini. And I thought, well, do you know what? stilini has got something about him, I think. And the players just really kind of let him down on, when was it, Monday. And so I'm just like, I can't even, I can't even root for this guy now because it's just the, 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 the glaring issues with the problems that we have are just so obvious now. So it's, it is just so hard to find any positivity. Like, even, okay, so we've got like Mundell, or is it Mundell? I don't know how to pronounce it, so I apologise, but... You think, oh, that's that, you know, that's great. We've got a young player in in the squad now. That's always exciting. But we we don't know if we, he's going to be here next season because he won't sign a contract. <laughs> so even something like that, something so simple as like, oh, a young player comes from the academy, we can get behind that. Even that would seem to have fucked up. Well, Alfred Devine, another desperate to play more first team football, apparently, yeah. won't let him anywhere near it. You know. Young, creative, attacking midfielder that we are absolutely crying out for, and we just won't let like to dare us to do, man. Like, what's going on? You know, to dare us to do, just do, right? Stop daring.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.